welcome back to another episode of the Gen Z Football Podcast. My name's Tom Hayes and joined with me, as always, is Ryan Shop. Hoi. How are we feeling this morning? This afternoon, I should say. Uh, good question. Um, relieved, I suppose, is probably the right word to use. Is there still like some some feeling left with still a game to get to go or now that um Chelsea aren't reliant on a Champions yeah. League win it's a bit better but you know still um I'm not going to be happy if, if we lose yeah exactly in, in the same <laughs> thing so I couldn't imagine but I don't think I don't think relying on that relying on winning would have done us any favors in the match I think now the players have got a clear head and they can reset. And they've got plenty of time to work on all the faults. And I also think Manchester City's form, um, in brackets... In comparison, or...? Well, we're just with their win, their big win over Everton. Oh, yeah. And the confidence, I guess. I think they'll be a bit cocky. So that might be in our favour, too. And the Aguero... And they've got Aguero really everything to lose. Game. And we've probably got nothing to lose. Really? Well, both teams both playing in Champions League. It's yeah, but I mean... A... I, I just... You know what I mean? Like, it's... I don't know. It feels like they're expected to win. Whereas right. Chelsea are coming in already as the underdogs. Um, although we've beaten them twice in the last month. But still. Yeah, um, yeah no. I'd say we're firmly the underdogs. And everyone would expect Manchester City to win. Alrighty. Anyway. <laughs> We're not even talking about that, but alright. Um, yeah, so we'll uh, get through the rundown. We've got quite a bit to get through, um, so we'll do that pretty quickly. Uh, a lot of Hall of Famers, uh, or newly Hall of Famers, new Hall of Famers. Um, a lot of trophies were handed out in the last week across uh, the top five leagues. Um, and then we've got a bunch of transfer rumours. We'll obviously talk about the final two days of the Premier League. Along Indeed. with the um, the results or the the end tables of the other leagues, a lot of them, oh, two of them went down to the final day uh, for titles. A lot of them went down to final day for top four. Uh, the championships are also being played out. the The playoffs, the final, is at the end of this month. I believe it's the same night as the Champions League. Uh, funnily enough, um, so yeah, not a lot of games to get through, but we'll finish off with yes or no. So we'll get off. I'll kick things off with the rundown. This week on the rundown, on Tuesday, the Premier League inducted the first of six additional inductees into the Premier League Hall of Fame, which was Eric Cantona, obviously yes. a Manchester United player, um, famously yeah. karate kicked a member of the crowd. <laughs> Infamously, has that uh, that speech from the Champions League draw as well. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But that's not what he's in there for. Uh, no. So yeah, he was the first of six during the week. I believe they did two every two days. So they had one on, what was this, Tuesday? Yeah, so they had Tuesday, Thursday, and then Saturday, another two went in. Yes. Um, so Cantona, let's talk about him a little bit. Um, yeah, compared to everyone else, he had a weird sort of vibe about <laughs> what he said. Weird like, vibe. Everyone, everyone's usually, you know... Uh, wouldn't have got humble. it if it was for my teammate. Yeah, yeah humble, yeah. humble. Um, but <laughs> he went a completely opposite route. So he was the third third player to receive the Premier League's Premier League's highest individual honour. Um, 
so his one of his statements said, I'm very happy and very proud, but at the same time, I'm not surprised. He also said he was extraordinary. So um, Yeah, he called himself extraordinary. I mean, he was... I mean, at the Premier League, when the Premier League first started, there wasn't a lot of foreign players. It was mainly, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, majorly English players. So he was one of the um, first foreign players. He came like him, Thierry Henry, that type of era, um, to break into that um, cycle, I suppose. So he had 156 appearances, 70 goals, 56 assists, four titles with United, and one Player of the Month. Those are just his basic uh, outlined stats. Yep. Um, should I just go through everyone else that was inducted? Or, oh, we can I've do got it in chronological bunch. order. Yeah, matter. I've got a bunch on everyone else. Oh, yep. it is in chronological, yeah. So next up was Roy Keane was later that day. Well, for us, it was early in the next yep, morning. Yep. Uh, so Roy Keane uh, said, I feel very lucky to be inducted, but I've only been inducted because of the players I've played with. Mm. And he was, funnily enough, one of... Cantona's teammates. Uh, so I guess that's two sides of the coin there. Uh, so he made uh, 366 appearances, scored 39 goals, 30, uh, 33 assists, seven Premier League titles, and two Premier League Player of the Month. Um, so yeah, that's... Who are the other... Oh yeah, they're, so they're the two Man United players in. Uh, next up was Frank Lampard. Now in... In the Premier League statement, there was no quotes, but I don't know if he's had any interviews since. Um, I haven't added any yet at all. Um, but he had 609 appearances, 177 goals, which was the most by any midfielder, um, 102 assists, uh, three Premier League titles, four Premier League Player of the Month, and one Premier League Player of the Season, uh, playing across three teams, West Ham, Chelsea, and Manchester City. Um, fourth... So, hours after Lampard was inducted, Dennis Bergkamp was the second Arsenal Invincible to be inducted. Uh, Again, one of the first foreign players to have an effect on the Premier League, along with Henri and Cantona. He stated, playing every game against good and tough opponents meant I improved all the time and enjoyed every minute of it. He had 315 appearances, 87 goals, 94 assists, three Premier League titles and four Premier League Player of the Months. Um, also that famous commentary of, uh, Dennis Beck, <laughs> what's it called? There is Bear Come. <laughs> Have you heard it? Yeah. Have you actually? Yes. I want to play it real quick. It's funny. Just get it in here. Hopefully the mic picks this up. Please don't play it, Dad. There is Beckham. Anyway. Alrighty. <laughs> uh, next, uh, we had Liverpool's Steven Gerrard. Uh, 504 appearances, 120 goals, 92 assists, six Premier League Player of the Month, which is most of any player on the list. And he was one of two Liverpool players to reach 500 appearances for a single club with Jamie Carragher being the other. Um, yeah, again, he had no quotes on his um, profile, but he's probably been interviewed since. You can probably just do a quick search for that. And the final one um, was David Beckham. Now, I 
was like skeptical that I like sort of has to do potentially has to do with his own following because he obviously has a lot of fans. I was expecting Ryan Giggs to get the last spot. Mm, yeah. Mainly because he has the most Premier League titles by any player, most Premier League games by any player, like just in, on top of all those stats. Um, but anyhow, nonetheless, he'll probably get inducted one day, no doubt. Uh, but David Beckham said, the Premier League was such an important part of my career and life and I'm delighted to be recognised alongside these icons who I played with, competed with and looked up to. He made 265 appearances, 62 goals, 80 assists, six Premier League titles in that time. That's almost one every season. If he's made 265 appearances, um, not quite, maybe. <laughs> and one Premier League player of the month. So, yeah, that's now eight. Those six along with um, Alan Shearer and Thierry Henry. Now, uh that's it. <laughs> What's next on the rundown? Yes. Uh, <laughs> on Tuesday as well, uh, Crystal Palace confirmed that man- their manager, Roy Hodgson, will depart at the end of the season. Uh, so, yeah. Um, South London boy um, grew up playing for the club. He then went over to uh, Sweden mm. um, and... Most famously in Sweden, he won five consecutive uh, league titles in Sweden with Malmo. There you go. And then he, he went to another club, I think, in Sweden. And then he came to England and he's been in many different clubs in England. And retiring where he started off at uh, Roy... At Roy, at Roy Hodgson. At, <laughs> they might as well call it <laughs> that. Bell, at yeah. our uh, Crystal Park. At Selhurst Park. Um, yeah. Played his last game there last week. And then obviously the last game for Crystal... He didn't play... He managed his last game there last week and then he went on to manage his last game against the former side that he managed. Yes, uh, at Anfield. Um, Yeah, so yeah, yeah, as you said, he spent... uh, Well, you didn't say this, but his Boyhood Club, he spent nearly four years as manager of Crystal Palace, which was his Boyhood Club. Um, When he first took over at Crystal Palace, that season they had lost their first seven games and at that point no Premier League club had survived relegation after losing their first seven games. That season they finished, well, they didn't just survive relegation, they finished 11th. That's pretty good. Not bad. Um, and in the 2018-19 season, uh, he achieved uh, Crystal Palace's best points tally in the Premier League with 49, um, which isn't as <laughs> as great as it sounds, but I mean, no. record nonetheless. Um, and yeah, in the same season, he became the oldest man to manage a Premier League side. Yes. That's all we got there. Next, uh, moving on. We got a lot to get through. Yes. On Thursday, uh, West Bromwich Albion confirmed that Sam Allardyce will leave the club at the end of the season. No real surprise there. Yeah. I mean, when he first came on, I, I believe, well, I believed it would be a short term gig and that what happened. Um, so, yeah, yeah, he replaced Slavin Bilic uh, just before the turn of the, the year. Uh, Didn't the do f- much good. Yeah, the first time he's been relegated. is notorious for, you know, keeping teams in the competition. Um, and, yeah, he he stated this project is long-term and suited for someone other than me, which, fair enough. What's next? Uh, also on Thursday, Juventus defeated Atalanta 2-1 to claim the 2021 Coppa Italia. Yes, uh, they're 14. They won something. Yes, they did finally. And they, oh, we'll get to that later. But 
Uh, yeah, they claim their 14th Coppa Italia. Uh, Dejan Kulisevsky, I believe I say, say Kulisevsky and Federico Chiesa got Juventus over the line. In this one, um, I forgot how long ago it was, but Gianluigi Buffon played with Federico Chiesa's dad and won the Coppa Italia with him. Mm-hmm. I think it was 1999. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's won <laughs> with his son... 22 years later, which is mad. Um, so, yeah, the match uh, turned pretty sour at the end of the game because, what was it, 2-1, I think he said. Um, as Atalanta were trying to find that late equaliser, they got four yellow cards and a red card in the last 15 minutes trying to get there. And obviously the red card didn't help out uh, as they didn't get that final goal. So, yeah. Yes. Up. Same uh, day it was, the, the Coupe de France. Uh-huh. Yeah, the same uh, night. Yeah, yeah. On the same night, uh, PSG defeated AS Monaco two nil to win the two twenty twenty one Copa de France, and yeah, not really surprised by that result. Yeah, I mean, Monaco. I mean, where did Monaco finish in like you can find third, that, third. Yeah, so I mean, they're both pretty competitive sides, but Monaco uh, out of the two looked the weaker and um, proved to be. PSG went back-to-back to to claim their 14th Coupe de France. Uh, Mauro Cardi and Kylian Mbappe scoring the goals. That was Mbappe's 43rd goal for PSG that season in all comps. I believe he went on to score in the final day as well, so 44 all season for him. Uh, Yeah, mad. Next up. Uh, Something that's not on here, but I'm just going to put it in anyway. Uh, I think... I think it was either the same day or the next day. Um, uh, Robert Lewandowski got the highest ever Bundesliga in one uh, goal scored in one season, which was forty-one. Week. He matched it last week. No, he, oh he, yeah, he, he got went it over week. it. Yeah, I was going to mention. So he got forty-one goals, which is massive in a single broke, season. Broke the record. Yeah, yeah broke good. Muller's uh, forty-goal uh, record, mm. which he's held for forty years or something. Nice. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, on Friday, audio was leaked regarding the post-op treatment of the late Diego Armando Maradona. I knew you were going to put Armando in there. I was going to run it. Anyway, yeah, um, this was pretty uh, shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, so the audio was in another language, but it suggested that, oh, overall, summing, some, in summary, it suggested that Maradona did not see... Received the treatment he needed post-operation following his brain surgery, which was two weeks before his death. Uh, he was released from hospital, like, I think it was six days before he was meant to. When he was in hospital, everyone, all the um, media was saying he would have to stay in hospital for 10 days. And then I remember four, it was like four days later, he was seen in the car leaving the hospital. There's pictures of it. Um, which was quite weird, and obviously he didn't receive the care, uh, the the post op care, which is what's being said or what's uh, alleged, I suppose. Um, and the last one was if the rumours of this were true, the four surgeons that uh, did the procedure could face from eight to twenty five years in prison for negligence of care, which is mad. Yeah. I don't think uh, there there hasn't been much else said on it because it's yep. a pretty delicate situation, I'd assume. Yeah, Probably more care going into this one. Yep. Uh, also on Friday, Wolverhampton Wanderers announced that Nuno Espirito Santo will depart 
the Wolves uh, at the end of the season, mm. which is a bit of a shock. I think um, maybe they got rid. Of, he left. I think because. If- they didn't finish so well, but then again, it didn't really. There wasn't any real signs that they're actually going to sack him, despite yeah. his poor performance. <clears throat> well, it was only at um, the start before the start of this season he received a new two-year deal, which was yeah. That's why I was thinking potentially not. The only way he would go is if they performed really, really bad and got sacked. But I didn't expect him to depart like this. Like he's not getting formally sacked. No, formally it brings de- into question yeah. um, their whole structure and who they've. Yeah. So anyway, he's um he's been there for quite a while, for four years, I believe. Yep. Uh, took over while Wolves were in the championship in May of 2017. Gained promotion to the Premier League in the following season, in the 2017-18 season. They won the championship, finished top of the league, uh, which consequently earned him a contract extension to the end of this season that we mm-hmm. currently just finished. Yep. Um, in the 2018-19 season, Wolves qualified for Europe for the first time in over 30 years. It would have been at point th- uh, tw- 1980-81 season. It's the last time they qualified for Europe. Um, doing so, he extended his current deal uh, to the end of the 2022-23 season, as we said, before the start of last season. Um, he became the longest-serving Wolverhampton Wanderers manager in Premier League history when he managed his 102nd game in February of this year. Um, so that's basically it on him. Now, in terms of who's replacing him, we haven't heard anything about no. the replacing of Crystal Palace or... Um, Crystal Palace, Wolverhampton Wanderers, Tottenham. The only one I know is Wolverhampton Wanderers. The, the only rumour that's come out. Um, yep. The former Benfica manager. Okay. Uh, Bruno Keep it Portuguese. Yep. Portuguese, yeah. Uh, he's a priority target to replace Nuno. Um, yeah, so considering the amount of... Portuguese talent they have in their squad, it would only makes sense to probably get a Portuguese manager. Yeah. Unless they wanted a completely new region. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you have any other news? Because I've got a, another thing I thought was a fun story. Uh, not before we move on to the last thing, but yeah, go ahead. What's the last thing? The Just this one. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this one first. Yeah. Because um, it happened on the Thursday, but I don't yeah. think it was news newsworthy. Um, so there was this... Uh, River Plate, the uh, Argentine side, on Thursday morning, uh, it was reported they had 20-plus COVID-19 cases in the team, uh, which ruled out a lot of the starting 11. All the goalkeepers in the squad couldn't play. No list changes were allowed, so they couldn't bring in under-21s, all the youth players. They couldn't do that. Only 11 players were available. Luckily, 11 were available, right? Midfielder Enzo Perez, who had a hamstring injury at the time, had to play in goal, um, and they defeated Santa Fe 2-1. Perez got man of the match, um, which I think was... I think that's just a, a good story. But then four days later on Saturday, um, football in Argentina was suspended because of the pandemic, um, which could put the Copa America at risk they've, as Argentina are meant to host it. Yeah, and they've just announced that Colombia wouldn't be... Uh, co-hosting it wouldn't co-host it yeah so that's so, june 13 which is like three weeks away yeah so hopefully nearing the about the same time as the euros yeah i think it's like two days after it so yep. they'll be um going on at the same uh, time. but at that, this rate i don't think they will yep. because 
knowing how COVID 19s played out, it's going to be more than a three week. Oh, weeks. definitely. Definitely. Uh, so, moving on to just what happened in the weekend with the top five leagues and who's won, basically. So, Atletico Madrid were crowned La Liga champions. Uh, Lille won Ligue 1, or Ubeats, Ligue 1. Uh, both uh, leagues went down to the final day by Munich, Inter Milan, and Manchester City had already been confirmed as winners before this week. Um, yes. I think the biggest one out of those is probably Lille, who won by a single point. Yeah. I mean, if when, when was the last time? Because um, PSG have dominated... <laughs> Uh, league oh, for ages. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can just have a quick look. Uh, I should have. <laughs> My bad. It's all right. I uh, should have. Uh... I'm just going to cut this. Um, yeah, so since... Uh, let me get to it. PS- There's only been one separate winner besides PSG since the 2012-13 season, which was Monaco in 16-17, mm-hmm. and then, of course, Lille winning it this year. So they've stopped a three in a row, and then before that was five or four in a row. Yep. Um, Lille's first title since 2010-11. Um, and then again in La Liga, it's, it's mainly Barcelona, Real Madrid every now and again, and then Atletico, I think it's been about 10 years as well. Uh, since their last uh, title win, if I can get down to it, when what year was it? Atletico Madrid, 2013-14. And again, the top three that year were Real Madrid, Atletico. Yep. Madrid. Um, so, yeah. That's basically it there. Is that all for the rundown? Yeah. That was the rundown. All right. So, moving on to the results this week. Uh, we'll quickly uh, go over the championship playoffs uh, which were played during the week. Uh, Bournemouth, Brentford and Barnsley, Swansea. So the first leg for Bournemouth and Brentford went 1-0 to Bournemouth and Swansea went 1-0 up against Barnsley in the away leg. And then into the second legs, uh, Brentford won 3-1 going through to the final against Bournemouth and Swansea drew with Barnsley in their home leg uh, but went through an aggregate two goals to one. So that playoff final is midnight, May 30, so May 30, 12 a.m., uh, so, same night as Champions League final, five hours beforehand. Um, so, match week 37 in the Premier League. Uh, the final two weeks, we'll try and get through this quick because we're already about 20 minutes in. Uh, first up was Man United 1, Fulham 1. Uh, Man United had nothing really to play for at this point. They couldn't drop out of the top four, couldn't win the, the title. Uh, Edinson Cavani dinked the keeper from about 45 yards. Pretty impressive goal. Um, some would tip it for their goal of the year. Um, anyway, both teams pretty much with nothing to play for in that one. Leeds defeated Southampton at St. Mary's. Uh, both sides with so many chances. 18 to 15 chances for either side. Uh, Leeds uh, finished strong, scoring two goals in the second half. Brighton and Hove Albion defeated Man City, three goals to two. Uh, City were 1-0 up within two minutes before going down to 10 men. Uh, after 10 minutes when Joao Cancelo brought down, I forgot who it was, uh, pretty much a goal-scoring opportunity. Uh, Foden made it 2-0 before Brighton scored three goals in the final 40 minutes to win the match. Uh, Chelsea defeated Leicester 2-1 in the FA Cup rematch. 
Uh, Chelsea probably had the unluckiest first half they've had all season. Two goals disallowed, one penalty wasn't given, which was a 50-50 shout. Uh, Kelechi Iheanacho scored his 13th of the campaign and became the first Premier League player to score on every day of the week in a single season, which hopefully we don't have to do that again. I hope no. it just goes back to weekends and uh, the the odd midweek uh, fixture. Uh, Aston Villa defeated Tottenham 2-1 at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Was this Harry Kane's last match in front of a Tottenham crowd as a Tottenham player? Oh, okay. Um, I yes. could save that for yes or no. Yes. Oh, oh. Well, there yes. you go. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, so in this one, or after their loss, he did a lap uh, solely by himself, applauding the fans, uh, which was a bit weird. He didn't have a send-off in the final game, so oh, obviously nothing's been formally uh, resolved yet. Um, so we'll hear, hear a lot of that news in the next few weeks. Uh, Newcastle defeated Sheffield 1-0. Joe Willock scored his sixth consecutive game. Um, he looks set to rejoin Arsenal, um, be recalled back on loan for next season, showing really impressive signs at Newcastle. Uh, next up, Everton defeated Wolves 1-0. Richarlison scored his seventh goal of the Premier League campaign. Now, get this. I saw this and I giggled a little bit, mainly because I dislike Everton and Richarlison a lot. At the start of the season, Ancelotti set a goal for Richarlison uh, to score a certain amount of goals. Have, I guess, what he set him. How many Ten. goals? No. What? No. 30. That's that's not that's not. he has scored thirteen in all comps this season, um, which is I don't know if it's disappointing because I don't think I ex- I would have expected him to get thirty at all, considering you know that's like a really top tier thing to do. Anyway, uh, moving on, Arsenal defeated Crystal Palace three uh, one, spoiling Roy Hodgson's final game at Selhurst as Crystal Palace manager. Nicola Pepe scoring another brace, taking his season tally to 14 goals. Uh, Liverpool defeated Burnley three goals to nil. Burnley now went 10 games without winning at Turf Moor, extending that winless record, which was originally seven. Uh, Liverpool jumped Leicester at that stage into the top four with one game left. Uh, West Ham defeated West Brom 3-1. Declan Rice missed a penalty really early on. Uh, Matthias Pereira, again, highlighting for West Brom, scoring their only goal. Suchek scored his 10th goal of the season, most from any midfielder in open play, and Cresswell got his 11th assist of the season, which is the most by any defender. Um, and we'll go into the final day. Uh, there's a lot of uh, Aguero stuff and Champions League stuff <laughs> that we'll get to eventually. I might leave those four games for the end, um, so I'll get through these. Arsenal defeated Brighton Hove Albion 2-0. Nicola Pepe scoring another brace. Uh, so Arsenal finished in eighth position. Pepe finished his season with 16 goals, which I think is it's better than his other seasons. Oh, his first season, Pepe. I suppose. <laughs> Every time I think of it, I think of the, the frog meme. Oh, is that a frog? Yeah, yeah it's a frog, isn't Pepe it? Pepe the frog. Pepe. Uh West Ham defeated Southampton three goals to nil, qualifying for the Europa League, which is a very good achievement for them, especially David Moyes, uh, the way he's taken that team and developed that team into a European side, I suppose. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's the photo. Uh, Sheffield beat Burnley one goal to nil. 
in their final game in the Premier League this for a while, potentially for at least a season. Um, I'll skip these ones. Yes, at least a season. The end. All right. Uh, Leeds defeated West Brom three goals to one, uh, achieving the highest points by any newly promoted side in the Premier League. Um, wasn't the highest finish position because I think Sheffield finished a spot higher. No, they finished ninth. When did Leeds finish? Ninth. Ninth. They finished the same position. Yep. Oh, okay. I think there was one before that possibly possibly finished earlier or higher. Newcastle defeated Fulham two goals to one at Craven Cottage. Again, Fulham's final game for at least its season in the Premier League. Uh, Joe Willock scored in his seventh consecutive match. Um, and United defeated Wolves two goals to one. Now, I'll go back up. Uh, the Manchester City game, uh, they defeated Everton five goals to nil in Sergio Aguero's final game in the Premier League, scoring a brace off the bench. Uh, post-match, Pep Guardiola uh, was brought to tears in a post-match interview, um, pretty much describing his importance and how he will miss him as a player and as a person. Um, he scored a brace and an assist in his first uh, match in 2011, won Manchester City's first Premier League title with his 94th minute winner. That went something like this. Yeah, so uh, that was a classic, instant classic. Um, right, he has a record 12 Premier League hat-tricks, fourth all-time Premier League top scorer, highest scoring non-English player in league history with 186 now. Oh, no, 184. I've already added that one up. Uh, he passed Wayne Rooney in his final game to become the highest scorer at any single club on the final day. Uh, he scored 20-plus goals in six separate seasons, was the Golden Boot winner in the 2014-15 season, and he's a five-time Premier League champion. Uh, and he's on his way to Barcelona pretty much after the Champions League final. Um, next up, so the top four race um, had a... It was a roller coaster over the 90 minutes. It went up... It was two teams went up and down out of the... Out of, oh, no, all three were out of the, out of the four at, the, at some point. Um, Aston Villa defeated Chelsea 2-1 at Villa Park. Um, so... I'll just go through all of them. Liverpool defeated Palace 2-0 and uh, Tottenham defeated Leicester 4-2. Now, so Leicester went ahead early in their game, pushing Chelsea out of the four momentarily. Um, then Liverpool oh, promoted Liverpool to third. Uh, Liverpool scored, stayed third. Chelsea then pulled one back against Villa, but then Tottenham ended up pulling three back against Leicester, knocking them out and promoting Chelsea back up into fourth. Um, one thing on the... Was there anything important in the Chelsea game besides the loss? Yeah. Um, in Liverpool's game, they said goodbye to Jenny Vineldum, who won't receive another contract. Uh, won the Premier League, Champions League, that's Club World mistake, Cup, and right. Super Cup. I agree. Um He'll be missed in the club easily, unless, I mean, Thiago was brought in to replace him, but getting leaving, making him leave for free, mm. yeah, not that good. Um, I guess letting any player leave for free is not that good, unless it's Kepa. <laughs> uh, I don't or, know, I'd take a Mars bar for him. Hey? I'd take a Mars bar for him. <laughs> That's probably more, more mean. 
Anyway, uh, in the Leicester <laughs> yeah, and bit. Tottenham game. I'll let him keep the Mars bar. Yeah, eat it in front of him. <laughs> uh, Leicester, in their game, lost the chance to regain their top four position, losing to Tottenham. Bale scored a brace. Harry Kane scored once to claim the golden boot. He was also awarded with the Playmaker Award for the most assists. Now, uh, in the whole season, Leicester spent the most days sitting in the top four, 242 days in the top four, only to fall out in the final, what, three weeks, I think it was. Uh, Man United had 151 days in the top four, finished second. Liverpool, 135, finished third. Man City only spent 126 days in the top four and won the league with like three games left. And Chelsea spent 98 days in the top four. Uh, Leicester then subsequently qualified for the uh, Europa League, while Tottenham became the first Premier League team to qualify for the UEFA Europa Conference League. Which, if they had lost, by the way, Arsenal would have been promoted to seventh and been in that competition. Um, so, yeah, that, that's all we have for the results, finally. Um, we're about half an hour already in. Um, so I'm going to go speed through the transfer whispers and we'll get through the three games we have prepared this week. And yes, I know. I prepared it earlier. So for transfer whispers this week, uh, we've got a few to get through, but we'll kick it off with one of the biggest ones uh, so far, Harry Kane at Tottenham. Uh, I've got quite a bit of notes on this one, so I'll go through it. Um, at the time, it was at the start of the week, it was merely a rumour but now it's in full swing. He has formally asked Tottenham he wishes to leave the club at the end of the season. He's yet to hand in a transfer request, but hopes to find a solution. He's reportedly has his eyes set on a £100 million plus move. Um, Levy is evidently reluctant to sell and would rather sell abroad if he had to. He has set a minimum price of £120 million after valuing him at £150 million. Um, as of the latest news, Kane would reject a new contract offer if he was offered one. Oh, he doesn't need to. He's got a few years left. Oh, He's just got a few. Four years left? Yes, on his contract. Um, both Manchester's clubs, as well as Chelsea, have contacted Kane's representatives. A number of um, apparent, uh, say, uh, what's it called? Offers have been thrown up um, <coughs> that are out there. Uh, for all clubs. Next up. Can I just say something? Sure. Chelsea makes the most sense. Not if you're Tottenham. Well, I don't think Tottenham... The only thing that would stand in their way is the, the rivalry, the mythical rivalry they supposedly have, and the... the Because um, it's not Arsenal, right? So it's not going to piss off the fans really that much. And they're not competing yeah. with Chelsea. Yeah. Realistically, next year, they're not going to be competing with Chelsea. Yeah. Um, he has young kids and a wife who work in London, you'd say, so they don't have to move. Sure. Chelsea in the Champions League, There's you would say they're probably league contenders that. next year. The family He'd stuff's probably have well. more of a chance to shine as he has been at Tottenham, like with central focus, and they could build a team around him. City probably could. Manchester City, Manchester United, I don't think they build teams around it. They just do whatever they want. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I just think for Harry Kane himself, Chelsea probably makes the most sense. The bad then thing about these transfers is that 
the clubs usually get put first and the amount of money on the table gets put first. Yeah, but I don't think Man City would offer more than Chelsea. Well, we'll see. Because yeah. it'll probably It'd be, be up one to of Daniel Murphy. And he probably, he might just say no anyway. And then yeah. Harry Kane will be, you know. Unless they got striking. exactly what he is asking for. Yeah. Which I but highly I, doubt. I also can't see Pep going for him because I think he doesn't really suit Pep's style of play. But anyway, that's all right. Yeah. I've never seen Pep's never really had like a big striker in his no. setups. No. That is true. Because at Barca, it, he played Messi up front. Mm. And then here he's got Jesus and Aguero. But the only reason that it makes sense. For City is because they're going to be losing, losing a striker. Aguero, but and they've definitely got. They don't really need one. No, no. <laughs> if you think about goals. it, everyone on their team scores goals. Yeah, yeah. Well, that'll unfold itself. It will very anyway. soon. Uh, Bubakari Samare uh, obviously won the the, the, the title with uh, Lil recently. Um, is on his way to Leicester. A deal for 15 million pounds. It was originally 30 million euros. Now down to 15 million pounds for for Leicester. Uh, for a 22-year-old centre defensive midfielder. Well, they did just lose a potential how much money? Hey, oh, yeah, mm. definitely. So, but to get that almost well, just under half yeah. is not bad. Five-year deal for him. Um, so, yeah, he'll line up against... Oh, and next to uh, Wilfred Ndidi and uh, the defensive mid. Uh, Olivier Giroud at Chelsea uh, has been looking like he's going to exit. Uh, AC Milan have come out as potential. They really like old players, don't they? For him, I know. I was, I was thinking. Imagine him and Zlatan. Yeah, walking sticks, <laughs> walking frames. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Uh, next up, Danny Ings. As we said a bunch of times in like the last three months, at Manchester United want a striker. They got one. He's probably performed better than any striker they've had in the last two years. Although he plays in the midfield. Cavani. Oh, right. <laughs> no, yes. Yeah. Um, they're still targeting another one. Danny that, Ings, again, isn't that young either. 28 yeah, years old. Bizarre. Um, didn't really, couldn't break into the Liverpool side. It's rattled with injuries. Um, went to Southampton, it's thrived. So, don't know if he would want to stay comfortably at Southampton. Pretty much don't really have... They're not really going to push for that European spot. You, they'd hope to, but I doubt they would. No. Where stay at Manchester United, or go to Manchester United, play every now and again, but potentially play in Europe. Be an individual in a... Or potentially break into one of the bigger sides in England. They, Could don't more don't you get that vibe from Manchester United at the moment? That they're just a bunch of players. They're not really a team. I know that sounds right a bit harsh, but like, I feel like... I feel like, like you've seen like with... Um, some players... I feel like there's a lot of outsiders. So, like, I think there's like little groups. But yeah, they're not yeah, a yeah. team team. That's like you I mean. need to be. Like um, you got your English, like your Rashford, Wambasaka. Yeah, but like I don't know. It just feels like they're all. I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. Well, they're apparently still rebuilding. Well, they obviously are. Mm. <laughs> yeah, anyway, they keep burning it down, and you know. Yeah. Next up was Sergio Aguero. He signed or is going to sign a two-year deal at Barcelona after the Champions League final. That one's pretty much confirmed. Uh, so, yeah, he'll be a Barcelona player next season. Uh, Joachim Anderson, the Fulham centre-back. He's actually not from Fulham. I forgot Joachim. Where he's, from. he's on loan at Fulham. Uh, Tottenham. From, he's Danish. Him. He, is, he is Danish. I don't know what club he's from, though. Um, yeah, you'll find that. I will. He, Tottenham interested. Also, Arsenal are showing interest in him. 
next up was Kylian Mbappe midweek. Actually, I'll wait until you find out what club. No, nah, keep going. Okay. Midweek, Kylian Mbappe, uh, according to Spanish media AS, Mbappe wants to join Real Madrid if he was to leave PSG. Uh, apparently the future of Zinedine Zidane being the manager or not does not affect the decision-making process. Uh, currently, uh, Joachim Christian Anderson, funny because, anyway, um, he is a Lyon player, but he's on loan at Fulham. There you go. Yeah, I thought it was a French team. I didn't want to say Lille or Lyon, yeah. And anyway, he's 24. Anyway. PSG has offered Mbappe a four-year contract. Along with similar wages to Neymar, he mentioned it, he will make a decision after the Euros many times. So we're going to have to wait until probably the end of June to hear anything from Mbappe. Um, and finally, Memphis Depay at Lyon could be close to signing a deal with Barca. He's been linked to him since last year. Um, the only thing is they're, they're sorting out minor details with this contract. It's a two or three year deal. Not sure yet. The final details include whether the current Barcelona manager, Ron Coman, is at the job or not. That's the driving factor to bring Depay in. Um, so if Coman is sacked or leaves, Depay will not join Barcelona. Now, quick contracts. Updates. Theo Walcott signed a two year deal at Southampton. So keeping him there till he's 34. Karim Benzema is closing in on a one-year contract extension at Real Madrid, which would keep him there from 2023. And Dominic Shabozlai, or RB Leipzig, triggered a one-year contract extension on Shabozlai's contract, keeping him there until June 2026. He has not even played one game at Leipzig yet. Yeah, but good decision. Good decision, yeah. He's, he's going to be a star. Um, other... Contract or transfer rumours I've got on the dock here. If I get down. So, yeah, Real Madrid. It was reported that Real Madrid would uh, sell up to 10 players on the... Or put 10 players on the transfer list this, this summer. They included Eden Hazard, Rafael Varane, Gareth Bale, Marcelo, Brahim Diaz, Isco, Danny Ceballos, Luka Jovic, Takafusa Kubo, Jesus, Jesus Vallejo... Uh, there's the 10 that's been um, put out in the media. I say one, two, three, four, five, six of those players are out on loan. Mm. Um, however, all of them combine uh, sum up a transfer value of 244 million euros, which is quite a bunch. If they get what they're asking for? Yeah, if they get their value, um, which some of them probably wouldn't. Some of them probably would exceed. So again, it balances out maybe. Um I predict... Oh, I didn't predict. I, that could it, buy them Mbappe. This is what I said. It is an is it an effort to raise funds for Mbappe potentially after he's, what he said? It would make sense that that is what they do it for. And a lot of these players... Well, besides... They get mean, Hazard, Hazard's barely played. Marcelo's aging. All the others besides Isco and Varane are in the first team. Um, Hazard is in when he's fit. But mm. he's, when he's fit. Um, so... They're not really giving up a great deal for two. If they were to get 240, 250 mil for all of those players, that would cover it. Um, depending on, I mean, Mbappe's they're not trans- going to ask for 250 though. No, yeah, Mbappe's Maybe transfer 200. value is about 160 right now, but going they don't off, want to get rid of him. It could go up to 200. Going off other deals, it'll probably go, exceed 200 mil, as what I would predict. Mental, 
Yes. Um, the last two I'll quickly get through. This is going to be over an hour, by the way, this episode. Uh, Dean Henderson has been contacted, or his representatives have been contacted by a number of clubs, including Tottenham, Chelsea, Dortmund, Dean and AC Milan. No, now, no. the only weird thing I thought about this is that De Gea is probably going to leave, leaving him with the top spot. Which is, well, I mean... Those other clubs aren't going to care who's United's top spot, yeah. but those clubs have reportedly um, been in talks. Okay. Chelsea and AC Milan don't really make much sense. I mean, they've got Mendy probably be there for a couple more years if he's fit. He's been, he exceeded all our expectations. AC Milan have Donnarumma, very young. He hasn't signed yet, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Tottenham. Why would he want to go to Tottenham? Why? Yeah, Dortmund probably makes sense, but why would he want to go abroad when he's got the top spot? I mean, those are just the club's views. Yep. His views are probably a lot different. <laughs> and the last one is Chris Wilder was approached by West Brom to uh, take over from Allardyce, so he's set to hold talks with uh, West Brom. Go on. Declan Rice. What did I say? No, I'm just saying. What about him? To Chelsea. Nothing official. No, okay. <laughs> None of my. I I've, got, I saw I've got a. I've got a particular set of sources, and most of them. Mm, sources. Most of them come up trumps. So, um. Yeah, that's all we've got for transfers, and now we'll move on to the fixtures, the very few fixtures, and our tipping for this week. Now it's time for our tipping and the fixtures, uh, the very li- limited fixtures in the upcoming week. We start off with the Europa League uh, uh, final. Got there eventually. <laughs> which is being held in Gdansk in the Ukraine. Interesting choice. Um, between Villarreal and Manchester United on Thursday, May the 27th at 5am. Now, we're doing score predictions here. Okay. These will be our last score predictions of the, of the season. What... Do you think the score will be B and who will win? I hope it is Villarreal win, and I hope it's two goals to one. That's funny. You have gone the exact same. I have indeed gone two goals to one, Villarreal to win it. All right, and I've already got your one for the next one. What is it? Yeah, uh, so the Champions League final will take place between Manchester City and Chelsea on Sunday, May the 30th at 5am at Porto, in Porto. Estadio de Drago in Porto. Uh, And I think that Manchester City will win 1-0. I have a... I'm I'm nowhere near my mic. I have a funny feeling this one's going to go right down to the wire. Like, to the penalty wire. I've predicted a 1-1 finish, but Man City on penalties. So it's very hard for me to get three points on this one. The match has to finish 1-1 in extra time. Mm. That's my prediction. Okay. Now we move on to the championship playoff final. Yes. Um, Who will be in the Premier League? Exactly. Um, So that's between Brentford and Swansea City on Sunday, May the 30th at 12 a.m. Um, at Wembley Stadium. Mm-hmm. This is a bit of a tough one. I mean, I want Brentford to win just because they've missed out many times before. 
But I'm going to go with Swansea, two goals to one. I have gone complete opposite. I think Brentford just missing out last year will rev them up enough to go through this year as it did for Villa. Um, I believe oh, Bournemouth were... Oh, no, but Ralme, who am I thinking of? Was it West Brom? No, West Brom made the playoff final and lost and then got up next year. Um, yeah, so I think Brentford will win 2-0 in the final. Yeah, we're ready. That's it. Uh, now What's it's the score. What's the score for tipping? Uh, Tom is currently on three hundred and nine, crack and I am on two hundred and eighty. I don't know if no, you can't crack the triple century. I've I've cracked the triple century. Raised the bat six times now. Taking the helmet off three times. In context, if you don't know what cricket is, that doesn't sound great, does it? No, we'll get it. Righto. Uh, now it's time for yes or no. Now it's time for yes or no. If you're new to the podcast, the way yes or no works is Tom and I will each ask each other three different questions and we can simply only reply with yes or no. Tom, would you like to go first? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. My first question for you, you've already answered it this episode, but... Has Harry Kane played his final match for Tottenham? No. No, yes. <laughs> Guardian. Okay. My first question for you is, will Harry Kane go to Chelsea? No. My second question may relate to your first question. No. Will either Erling Haaland or Kylian Mbappe play in the Premier League next season? No. My second question is, will we see Messi at Man City next season? No. No, no, no. And my final one, a bit different, but should Zinedine Zidane leave Real Madrid? No. Uh, my final question is, will Tottenham, Tottenham Hotspur, that is, the North London club, mm. win the prestigious UEFA Conference League in its uh, inaugural season. Because there's a lot of other clubs in it. I reckon. Nah, nah. I don't, think it, I don't think they will. Okay. And that was yes or no. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast this week. Uh, remember, you can follow us on Twitter at GZ underscore football for all updates about us and the world of football. You can follow Thomas on Twitter at Thomas. I mean, at Thomas Aiden underscore. No one ever calls me <laughs> that, by the way. Thomas. Uh, and you can follow myself at RP underscore shop. All our contacts and references are in the description of this podcast. We and are report- recording another episode yes. today, which will come out. I might release it. Nah, stuff it. I'll release it at the same time. <laughs> okay. But we're about to record that one now. So go watch that one now if you're listening to this one. Thanks for listening. Ciao.